0: You're listening to the Queensland Theatre Quality Time Podcast. Let me set the scene. We're seeing more and more stories on the Queensland Theatre stage and stages around the country being based on authentic personal experiences. Most recently, we've presented the new works Triple X, City of Gold and now Return to the Dirt that all feature the writer playing themselves in a version of their own life story. But how does a writer look after themselves and separate reality and fiction when they take to the stage each night to relive what is at times a traumatic moment from their life? On this episode of the podcast, director Lee Lewis is joined by Return to the Dirt playwright and performer Steve Peary and fellow cast members Mitchell Burke and Sophie Cox to discuss how they've worked together to bring this gravely humorous new work to the stage. Just a little language warning that the team do drop a few swear words in this episode. Alrighty, enjoy.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Queensland Theatre Quality Time podcast. I'm Lee Lewis, the Artistic Director here at Queensland Theatre, and I'm sitting today on the lands of the Yuggera and the Turrbal people. Stories have been told on these lands for tens of thousands of years, and it has been a real privilege and an honour to be involved in the first production of Steve Peary's Return to the Dirt on these lands to lay down another Australian story on these lands is something that we will never take for granted. And last Thursday night, a group of people came together in the ancient tradition of storytelling to hear the story created by Steve Feary. He's sitting here with me, along with Sophie Cox and Mitchell Burke, two of the actors in the production. They're all looking bright and shiny because that's their job. I'm feeling exhausted, (laughs) so, you know, it'd be quite good if they'd take over the conversation.
2: At some point, yes.
1: (laughs) At some point. Of course, it's exciting to talk about this one because the most important thing that we do is make new Australian plays. There's something extraordinary about making something out of nothing. Before last week, this play didn't exist. It existed in our rehearsal room, but on the planet, it didn't exist. And now what we've actually managed to do is create a story that will live beyond us. I always... Think about that space 200 years from now when someone goes to the bookshelf and goes, oh, for God's sake, we have to have some sort of story. What about what about this? We can go back to – and they'll open the a yeah. book and they'll see all of your faces in there and they'll go, Steve Peary, who was this guy? Oh, yeah, don't you remember? He wrote – he did those other that play and there'll be hopefully 50 other plays that you've written on Definitely. the shelf under the peas. Yeah. I'm going to start with that question, actually. What was it like to see the published book?
3: Oh, it's always, it's always such a thing. But even just before that, you're talking about, you know – Making something from nothing, and it is that. It is that thought that I had last week, where well, I think it was like ten thirty or eleven at night, and we all just finished. Like we finish the day, and we go through notes, and then we're all getting ready to go. And I just had this moment of just looking around and seeing people doing touch-ups to the set and people bringing in drapes and people doing laundry and people, everybody doing what they're all very capable of doing and and giving their artistry to this thing that's happening in this room all because I had an idea and thought it might be a good one. And that that feels like a special moment. And it's un- mm. it's unfortunate because I wish that's something that we could share with an audience particularly. Well, I guess I'm doing it now because I'm talking about it. But <laughs> but those those are the things that you kind of just put in your little capsule. That's my like inside out. Little core memory going to the center of my head. Mm. Can I talk about Pixar on here? Or are we going to get a cease and desist? No, can. Can I sing part of Your World? Is that yes, you absolutely can. Those <laughs> cinemas. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm getting the no.
2: Uh, that's fine. There goes
3: my audition. But um, but to go back to the published play, like it's it's gorgeous to hold the thing in your hand and to see people reading it and to to already be getting messages from people who are reading it and saying that they've they've missed this part that they've seen on stage, but they they find that's a real joy to kind of go through for themselves at their own pace because it is something that I think reads quite well as well. It does. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely does. What
1: what about you, Sophie? When you first read the play, what did you think? I I first read the play, I was just super excited
4: that it was like uh, fresh and, uh, you know, modern and something that I could really relate to. Being from like a small town myself, I really recognised all the characters that you wrote and it was funny it really made me laugh when I was reading it and it really made me cry mm. too which doesn't happen very often you know yeah. there's there's when you read a play you get an idea of what's meant to be going on but you need the full performance sometimes to really like get to the core of it but it read uh, yeah I cried my eyes out <laughs> my no. bed was sitting there going and then I was this pre-audition laughing two or after? later <laughs> 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 it's pre-audition yeah right okay. and it was good because 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 I was like, there's very little that I have to do in, you you know, it depends. You have to put lots of work into some parts and and not so much because it's already there. Mm. And Mm. there were so much of this play that I read where I was like, it's just there. It's written well enough that Mm. you just have to say the words and be in the right place and... Yeah, it all makes
1: sense. And there's something, isn't it, I find it really amazing, that feeling that no one's played this role before.
4: Oh, yeah. Mm. There's no
1: one to compare you to. (laughs) Yeah, that's very nice. (laughs) But you lay down the tracks for other artists to follow. Mm. Someone described it to me once, like just seeing fresh snow. Yeah. Wow. And that feeling that yeah. you actually get to lay down the, the, the tracks.
4: Yeah. It's a huge responsibility, too, though, because you want to do it justice. It's scary. You know? But
2: yes, very much. But nice your own colors. Yeah, you know? yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But fill it with
1: all your own. Speaking of scary, Mitchell Burke.
4: Yes, hello.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your, your play,
1: like for those of you who have seen the play, then you'll know where I'm going with this, you're playing a younger version of Steve Peary without playing a younger version of Steve Peary. But Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that hit you when you first read the, read the play, that that's what it would be?
2: No. Yeah? No. I didn't see the, the enormous uh, task ahead of me until uh, honestly when we were in the theatre yeah still in the rehearsal room, it did not hit me the the amount not
1: well, because I was lying to you
2: yeah well basically it were
1: sheltering me from <laughs> yeah. the truth for so long <laughs>
2: um, um, but it, yeah, no I, I in no way because up until this point in where I am I had something this beautiful and this this big and this full come across my heart, and it's still every time I go out there, it surprises me how. How big it is, yeah. but such a joy to do every night and even just seeing people in, in the foyer afterwards at how, how they've been affected by by that. And, and it is an honor to, to have the audience on my back and take them through this this journey and, and meet the people that, that Steve meets along the way. Yeah, every night is a joy.
1: Well, that's good because we have got a few more nights of joy coming up. Yeah, a few up, more. So it's good that you And then <laughs> hopefully more after that. <laughs> hopefully more after that. Yeah. But it's also that funny thing. This is this feels like a play that's going to go to other places and have Definitely. other incarnations. And I'm I'm really looking forward to sitting at an opening night with you, Steve Perry, in another city yeah. in Australia for the opening night of their production going, mm. oh, no, we did it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
3: I'm sitting for a while in the bar <laughs> after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing
4: compared
1: yeah. to but the I, but I think original
3: that's the, cause.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah well
3: that's the thing being able to look at the script and being like well Sophie when Sophie Cox did it you know I was there yeah yeah but, but that is, that is, and as, yeah, I said to you both when I'm I showed so you the I'm so not script. there yet.
4: I'm not there yet. I have the most delayed reactions. Like I, I think you obviously do too. <laughs> but it yeah, takes well. me forever to get to, like I think I was cast and then like a month later I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh, no. You know, like, well, not yeah. oh, no. It was oh, yes, but it takes forever to sink in. Well, well no, it's a so good thing. It's also, the, it is a good thing. You know, you can't see the mountain until you're actually standing up there oh, at base camp, right? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's when you're at base camp camp at Everest that you think that maybe this wasn't such a good idea, but what are you going to do? Turn back at that point? No. Exactly.
2: No, no, no. (laughs) No, that was the thing with with playing Steve is that I'm still finding new things. Like he's the gift that keeps on giving in terms of a character because there's just so much always.
1: And it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's easy to remember that when there's a version of the person standing on stage next to you. You remember it's a human, but it's that funny yeah. thing. And maybe that's why audiences have got quite addicted to personal story mm. on stage, that question of it was real once. I always re- think, though, every character written by a good good playwright is that real. Mm. Yeah. You just don't necessarily have the person standing right next to you to remind you. I
3: think it is a big thing culturally too. I think we've always been attracted to ordinary people doing... Or yes. being in extraordinary situations. Like yeah. you look at our history of storytelling and, and you know, the highest selling books in literature are memoir or semi autobiographical mm. because we like to know that these things are based on Yeah, in like
4: thing. regular stories. Yeah. I really, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's but, so refreshing.
3: And the joy and the joy with putting it in a theatrical space is then you can lift it to other levels where, you know, if, if this was a film version, you know, Mitch would be living with me trying to get in my head and correct and going to the gym to be as shredded as I am. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Abs. Look, abs wow. are made in the kitchen, Mitch. I don't know if you know
2: that <laughs> Send me your <a> recipe, please. <laughs> I need to get through the rest of the season.
3: But, but the joy but the joy in in doing this theatrically is that we can have those devices on on stage at any given one time. It's it's the space where we can lean into what makes theatre theater and that's why I like writing for mm-hmm. theater is being mm-hmm. able to do that. And for folks that have seen it and folks that are going to see it, you'll know what I'm talking about when there's, you know, there's about three different plays happening at the same time, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And the, and the way that we play with time and the way that we play with space, we can't really do in any other medium. And I think that's what makes it so joyous as well. And also to be able to talk about the things that we talk about too. Mm. I think after one night after one of the shows, I was in the car park talking to one of the audience members who was a psychologist that specializes in grief. And she was saying that the way, the way that those subject matters are handled on stage. So particularly with grief and with self-harm and with mental illness and the things that the play tackles, to do it on stage in a way that is demonstrative Mm. is actually a way that can make it safe to talk about. Again, if we go to film, we have to play the truth of that. We have to play the realism of that. We have to get up close and personal. But being able to show it at a distance that feels like not so much a barrier for the audience but places it at a safe distance for them mm-hmm. can actually kind of make it a little bit safer to experience and then to to be able to relate to
1: after that sentence, there are people going, "All oh, that's in the play,"
0: yeah. and it's an interesting mm. thing
1: because yeah. there are layers and layers of complexity buried in the play. But mm. it's what's always attracted me to the play is how how carefully structured it is, so that we travel through the story and absolutely understand mm. each piece as it arrives. Mm. So there's no gotcha in this play. No, there's no big reveal that that explains things in ways that are confronting. I don't. I, I don't. Mm. For all of the complex material and ideas inside the play i've never felt it's a confronting play
3: Mm. because it's never it's never against the audience it's never a play that is trying to trick them or anything like that it's simply something that's trying to usher them along and it's and it wasn't until i think i said to you michael in the first preview Mm -hmm. and we had we had a great act one because act one is like the pacing of it is quite quick and there's a lot of stuff happening at once and you know there's a lot of banter and there's a lot of little tricks and things that we do and and People were having a great time and it's very clear what their reactions are. And then when we got to Interval, I said to you, oh, they think they know what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. And then Act 2 starts off and in a very gentle way kind of subverts that. And I think that's part of the – it's the way that we can make those discussions a, a little smoother to have
4: yeah.
3: more than anything.
4: It's gentle. It is yeah, a gentle thing. Yeah. It's gentle.
2: Sometimes it doesn't feel gentle out there. Well, not for you. Um, it is gentle. Yeah. <laughs> but it's no, gentle
4: but, for the audience.
1: But that's a that's a strange thing, isn't it? There are things that people write that ask for an enormous amount of sacrifice mm. and how you do that and how you manage that for yourself as an artist is part of part of your job is to figure that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, really
4: finish when the play finishes. The The care afterwards is also a huge...
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting mm. being in the first, I, I would call it the first age of talking about that, mm. of letting yeah. that, you know, we're starting to get when we do Q&As or conversations with the audience, we're starting to get a lot of questions about how artists take care of themselves and how as a company right. we take care of artists. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been a really interesting shift in the audience perspective, starting to actually realise that there is a cost to all this mm. and that some plays are worth it. Mm. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's easy. It means that you've got to find a way to organize your life so that you can manage yeah. manage the impact. Because yeah. there's a, I mean, not to, I, I can't summarize this story, but it tells the story of a, a year in a person's life. And in that year, a, a lot of things happen. Mm. Uh, and if you took, if anyone took a year the last couple of years, let's say, yeah. and try to tell a story about it. There are some there are some hard things to confront in there. There's some fabulous bits, but yeah. there are also the dark bits as well. And yeah. if you have to, if you had to relive a, the last year of your life every night, it would take its toll. Yeah. So yeah, what do you do? To, what do you two do to manage <laughs> this thing? Given that it's very it's very new, you're only starting to know what the impact is on you yeah. on a night night basis. What do you do?
2: It's oh, it's difficult. It's difficult to sum up the, the process of, A, removing that each night. Like I, I call it like a cloth of uh, like removing the cloth each night and stepping away. But I think through the rehearsal process, putting a box around it um, and understanding that it needs to come from a place of truth and reality from within. And, uh, man, it's, it's kind of hard to answer, Lee. to be honest. That's okay. I can't really sum it up in a, in a step-by-step method. I think it's surrounding myself with, friends and family and having conversations with them but also definitely checking in with how I feel post-show taking a really long shower
1: yeah <laughs> it sounds silly but we do the these babies, things babies. Yeah. yeah I eat red jelly it's you,
2: yeah
3: it's what your ritual red jelly is,
1: I love red jelly
3: right I go to Taco Bell do you really <laughs> yeah okay Ooh. yeah the people at Taco Bell are my emergency contact. Mm. Like it, it's too. I know Taco too Bell. Well. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need
2: to get in some Taco Bell. No, you um, don't. I've never Mitch. Had okay. Taco Bell. No, no, no. I don't um, want
3: to.
2: This is not wanna... an endorsement.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I absolutely endorse red jelly and whatever yeah, whatever yeah, okay. chemicals yeah. are in that red. Okay, yeah. I tell you. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's that funny <laughs> thing of uh, it's, it's it's like the friends and family thing. Identifying for yourself what are things, what are sources of hope and joy in your life, and it's, sometimes it's people in your life. Sometimes yeah. it's things that you do. I read a lot of, like, junk fiction.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. A lot of right. very
1: violent junk fiction where yeah. shit blows up like, all the time. Okay. Like yeah. airport fiction and stuff like oh, that? Oh, yeah, I read all yeah, of that
3: yeah, stuff. Yeah. I've, sure. read all, I've
2: read everything. You're a right, right, right. Right. Christian
1: fan? You're I've read all of that. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah like Music's a
2: big thing for me. Music's yeah, good, yeah. 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 definitely yeah. having a dance or a boogie mm-hmm. afterwards is great. Yeah. And then oh, I right. just love listening to classical music. Yeah, right. Pre- and post-show. Yeah.
4: yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I do. But <laughs> I've got into this weird habit See? of listening to <laughs> – I don't know why. No, I'm, I don't need to share this. No, but after the one of the most emotional scenes for my character in the play, I am lucky I have a little break and I walk off stage. Mm. And as soon as I walk off, I put my headphones on and I put some like ridiculous song on and mm. like literally just jump up and down. And like Untouched
2: around. by the Veronicas or something? Like
4: Untouched by the Veronicas. Like there's lots of Shaka Khan and oh, – yeah, some yeah. sweet, sweet disco. It's good. Mm. But it really helps. To hey, Taylor like- Swift,
1: shake it off. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Shake it <laughs> it just yeah. anything. Like Lyrical genius. Yeah,
4: mattress. I find really useful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I actually dance in my elevator. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I mm-hmm. use that space That's up and great. down. Yeah.
2: For how long? How many trips? <laughs>
1: just the <laughs> one.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. <laughs> up and down. Just. Uh, just, well, just, I mean, you get home late.
1: I get home late. So no one's in the elevator, so I always dance in it. Yeah. Okay.
2: What floor are you on?
1: Twenty-five.
2: Okay, so yeah, that's so like it's a, a fair trip. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a 30, seconds time. thirty seconds at best. Thirty seconds—that's all you need. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, you're lucky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it's that funny thing. Small things seem silly, but they can be really effective. Yeah, yeah. actually just yeah. pushing the work into the place it belongs, which is in the fiction that you've created.
2: That's it. Mm. That's it. And yeah. knowing that it's bigger than me. Yeah. And this is obviously this is a good segue, but I'm not making it a segue. Um, <laughs> but knowing that it. It came from Steve and like having him there every night. It's it's so that I know that for him I'm doing it justice, I'm doing it for him. Mm. And also reminding myself that it's not me out there. Yeah. You know? It's a like, fiction you've built. Yeah, but it's a yeah. different yeah. version of me out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And I
4: think when you like acting a general like you trick yourself into feeling something, you can just as easily trick yourself into not feeling that thing. Yeah, you know? but so that's just dangerous ground yourself. also for yeah. people who
2: don't know, like how to separate it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Especially young artists coming up that feel like they have to feel all this stuff or, yeah, yeah, it can be a dangerous place.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So reminding yourself about yeah. stepping away the power or, or having of those imagination. vices that really yeah. do help you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I think that's the thing too. Like we, we have, we're very lucky to have a cast of people that, you know, we've just gone like
4: we have, yeah. In, we check in like in with a little cell, we time. check in with each
3: other and we make sure that each other's okay. And as soon as as soon as the show is like you know, two show days, we're around the corner at Julius, getting our pizza mm. and, and yep. walking around and getting sunshine, yeah. and doing like kind of stuff. Sunshine's yeah. good. Sunshine's, Sunshine's good. Yeah, you just go out. We're, we're so lucky that we have like a beautiful Get courtyard outside the theater that we just sit outside. Oh, mm. Yeah, so we we have a lot of people that are working on the show that have been. exceptional in checking in with each other and you know it's there's been a lot of care there's been a lot of caring hands on this this work which is definitely really really grateful for i think
1: it's also a play that the whole company's really proud of Mm. Well, because you've been connected to the company yeah. for a long time, yeah. and and That's the play has been sitting in the company. It's mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things about the Queensland Premier's Drama Award is that the play is with us for a significant period of time, yeah. and so we get to know the writer and we mm-hmm. get to know the work. And when you were talking about that thing about, you know, there was someone doing laundry, and there's someone like fixing the the curtains and and mopping the floor and all that stuff. Mm. All of that. I mean, everybody works in the in the theater because they believe in the power the power Absolutely. of story yeah. to change yeah. the Everyone's world, had an right? Experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah, And I love when, that. You, mm-hmm. when you know that that the play is also working to do that, it makes it so much more worth it. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And you can feel the whole company go, "Oh, we we, we really care about this one." And another that yeah. seems ridiculous because you kind of go, "That's the job is to really care about every single one," but you care for different reasons. Mm. And it's always interesting to me, and this is the conversations of this week, as people are saying, I'm thinking of inviting X. Mm. I'm thinking of inviting that person. Mm. All the companies filled with people who know how much impact a good story can have on someone in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so they kind of go, oh, I want to get in touch with them. Yeah. And that's the interesting network for me that goes from here. You know, once people are, once you've got through that first week of, I mean, I love the the preview audience are kind of like, Oh, they're the best. They're,
2: the, yeah.
1: They are so great that oh, they yeah. come the when no one's told people. them it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, the only no. it's me <laughs> saying out in public, it'll yeah. be good, it'll be great, it'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, but we yeah, haven't yeah. made it; it's a complete bluff,
2: yeah, no, yeah, right? But really, it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So then they come and they decide for themselves, and I love that that space. So they genuinely don't know how their night yeah. is going to end. Mm. Yeah. And they get to the end. And they go, yeah, right. Yeah. And then they go, oh, I have to tell so and so about that. Yeah. They would really like this. And they go and they have dinner with friends and they say, oh, no, we saw this. It was really good. You should try. You should check it out. And you can see, it's like a die into a water. Mm. You know, mm. you can see that see the story running through the city. Mm. Yeah,
3: and it's really lovely. At this it's, point. it's yeah, because I think that's the thing: is theater is an act of faith. When you go, you you don't you don't really. No one can really explain it to you. You have to experience it for yourself, yeah. and people who do explain it to you will explain the things that they got out of it, yes, yeah. you know it's
4: especially it's with a this visceral play, thing. of course, like, yeah,
3: because everyone's bringing in something as yeah, well
4: yeah, and there's there's so many different stories told in the play that you know something's going to shine through more for one person oh, yeah. than the other, so I'm yeah. always intrigued to hear. And there's always, I feel like every night there's one reaction where I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that before. Yeah, that's a
3: new one. You know, yeah, that's a new sure. one. Every
4: night it's been like that. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. it'll probably stay like that.
3: And for for the two of you playing the relationship that you're playing too, everyone's been on both sides of that relationship, oh, yeah. I think. So yeah, I, think I think that's so. one of the things that I wasn't expecting is seeing so many, so many younger people come out and talk to me, like se- separately in a couple as well, being mm. like, thank you for talking about those things that you're talking oh. about. And I don't know whether you've had similar experiences, but... It, yeah. It's really it's really affirming to mm. hear to hear younger audiences coming in that can actually see themselves oh, yeah. on stage.
4: Really young well, people. I was talking to the nicest group of young people after a show the other day. And I was sort of because they were so young, I assumed like, oh, they must be drama students or they weren't. They were like lawyers and engineers and stuff. And yeah. they were just like, No, we love coming to the theater. This is <laughs> and like this is our favorite show of the year because it's about young people as well. Mm-hmm. You know. And trying to live
1: their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to
4: yeah. figure Trying it out. to be age, in love. And trying so to it yeah. really hit them <laughs> and they were hanging figure around because they out. were just like needed to sit in it. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that was a preview. Yeah.
2: yeah and mm-hmm. it's and it
3: w- it's what makes the show, I think, deceptively hard to talk about because it could be really easy and say, yes, yeah, it's a show about death, but it's also about being in relationships and mm. it's also yeah. about trying to plan your life and also about yeah. trying to manage your relationships at work. And mm. so it, there's a lot of stuff happening underneath the surface. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot under the hood of this play.
1: Mm-hmm. My favourite bit actually early on was uh, because it sort of ha- happened before the show was that thing just – you know, trying to be at work. That that question about wearing a uniform... And, mm. <laughs> and the triple pleated that pants. That particular yes. uniform. That particular uniform yeah. was yeah. actually Poster really syndrome. funny. And talk yeah. Talking to Renee Mulder, who's the brilliant production designer on Jeez, this, bro. the triple pleated pants mm. that you insisted on yeah. in the, uh, <laughs> in it, in the character you, description. When you read the
3: script, you also read the other stage direction that very clearly states how I feel about the pants, <laughs> uh, which yeah. says that it's fucking hideous. And <laughs> Renee nailed it. She nailed it so well. But now it's at the point where because they were they – were, Designed and made by Renee and Nat and the folks in the water department. I actually look at them every night and like, I could actually kind of wear yeah <laughs> Yeah, actually, thank kind of you, cool. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> kind of I mean love the 25 them. Twenty-five-year-old me was wrong.
2: I, <laughs> I like them a lot, especially when I put yeah. the sneakers on. They're
3: having a moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, you
1: get to with sneakers.
3: Well, the kids on the kids on TikTok oh, have sure. christened like wide-legged pants of the future. So. Yeah, well, look,
1: and here you heard it at the, on the Quality Time podcast first. You <laughs> oh. know, the, <laughs> the the end of the flat-fronted. chino. Yeah. it's gone. It's yeah. gone. We're just triple we're going back into the triple triple fleet. <laughs>
2: <where? laughs> You go. This is what's happening. They're comfortable. <laughs> they are they, pretty, are. they are pretty comfortable. <laughs> yeah. They have like, to be. I mean, yeah. two hours. Uh, the
1: beautiful uh, Chris Baz is playing a number of characters, but. Also, Greg, who works in the funeral home with uh, with our young hero, put the costume on and went. Oh, I look like my father. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Still,
1: freak out. Still freaks out <laughs> over that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of it's so it is kind of this this wonderful. That thing. was a good Chris impression. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just that funny thing about working, what it is to work, and how you start to in, mm. you move from being in the. The part-time economy, which is obviously a lot of the students' experience. And
4: creatives.
1: And creatives' experience. Mm. Uh-huh. Moving into the full-time economy where you're turning up mm. every day and for a work a job like in a funeral home at any hour of the day, what that actually is in your life and how you manage that transition period, I suppose, what that allows you to do, mm. it allows you to have a wedding where you invite all your friends and that's obviously the engine underneath course, this yeah. particular story. But things that become possible that kind of start to pull you into society's clutches, if you like. Oh, yeah. 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 I've
4: done it. I've worked full time. Just before I started this job, I worked full time. And it felt like another role. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, and I'm office girl today. And it really did. Yeah. And my, my wardrobe, my costume.
1: And, the costume, And yeah. the yeah.
4: conversations I had. And it, you know, it's, I think, so many creatives. Look, I, I think it's actually
1: through really through important to do, though. Yeah. yeah because, yeah, That's it's cool. like another role. And people can tell you, if, it, if you're doing it badly, Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's this funny thing where you start to, the hardest thing to capture is r- the rhythm of the real world. Yeah. Mm. Everybody yeah. knows when it's not right, mm. yeah. but they know when it is right too because mm-hmm. it just feels like they could jump up on stage and play it, right?
2: It's difficult to wrap your head around. Understanding it all so that I can play Steve so mm-hmm. that, y- you know, so that he understands what being in a full-time position can do to you.
1: Yeah. Oh, As a yeah. young
2: 24-year-old whose ambition is is not that particular job.
1: There's a beautiful moment in the middle of the play where he says, you know, I'm it's growing on me. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm warming to Getting it. Getting
1: good at something and what that feels like to yeah. get good at something to be And become, knowing you are. Yeah. Something yeah. you never expected to be good at. Yeah. And it's then like, you start yeah. to see a different vision of yeah, future. Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the play too, the different futures that are imagined in it. Different paths that you could go down according to the different choices that you make. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that I hate to tell you, Steve, it's the thing about Australian plays, mm. because they're written for us, about us, and they sound like us and everything that matters to us. Mm. We feel we have a right to grab you in the foyer <laughs> and <laughs> in the parking lot and tell you what we our stories. You in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah. yeah. Our stories. <laughs> yep. It's like there's some sort of cultural Exchange that then happens. People Mm. like when you do an American classic, you work on that as a director. No one stops. People say, "Look, no, that was lovely," and all that sort of Mm. stuff. And you talk about like the playwright, but but people leave the theatre quite quickly. Yeah.
3: Because sometimes the playwright's dead.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and
1: yeah. Not
0: uh, it,
3: it's
1: Not a It's not a thing where you kind of look at the playwright and you go, I'm going to go talk to them. Absolutely. Yeah. But that th- yeah. beautiful thing about Australian plays is that we own the plays ultimately. You meet your audience. Yeah. yeah. The playwrights are said, I write for Ooh. audience, that's why I make it. But you kind of go, no, no, well, it, it's given to them and then it's theirs. Mm. Yeah. Sort of to do with what they as they will in society, yeah. talk about it, yeah. talk with their friends, you know, have opinions about it and they will tell you, which is kind of yeah. this great point where you get to meet the audience that you only yeah. imagined, what, three years ago.
3: Yeah, and it's and it's what you always plan is that you plan that it's not your story anymore. Like, you know, it's, it's now Mitch's story. It's now Sophie's and yours and... Theatre's oh and no! Theatre's as a birthday night,
1: it's not my story. Oh, anymore. okay. Well, all right. Lee's abdicating responsibility
3: for <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: anything. I <laughs> has abandoned the ship. <laughs> yeah. You thing. hand it over. You hand it over because I'm not there every night. Yeah. And so you start to know the play, mm. the playing of the play, better than me. Yeah. You start and to build instincts that are not my instincts, and that that's a really important part of the play. And you trust your audience as well. Yeah.
3: And I think. I think that's the thing as well. You know, you talk about writing for audiences. I think that, and we talked about this a while ago with Dan Evans on the podcast. We were talking about the um, Queensland Premier's Drama Award. But as a playwright, you trust that the things that you find interesting are the things that an audience will find interesting. And that's an instinct that you hone because that's our job is to go down corners and around, you know, into dark hallways of the mind and find things that you want to drag out into the light. And this one was very clear. It, It wanted to talk about, Death and dying in the funeral industry, and and that's responding with audiences because I have met the audience now, and and everybody's very keen and open and generous with sharing their own stories and their own experiences, and I've been very mm. lucky because they they run parallel to what the story goes. You know, I haven't quite been, I haven't heard otherwise, but it's it's been a real joy to know that this is landing
2: mm. with an
3: audience, mm-hmm. and and I think I've said to you both, I'm like this, it feels like a moment. Mm. It does where this story is hitting at the right time or whether it's at the right place in the Australian canon or whatever it mm-hmm. is. It, it it feels different to what some other stories have been. And And as a playwright, that's the thing that you always cross your fingers for is that you hit the right idea at the right time.
0: Oh, it's
1: petrifying as an it's, artistic it's director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So, yeah, you don't yeah. know. You don't know how it happens. Yeah. When, it's an when. imprecise science. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes
1: you miss it by a couple of months. Sometimes you, you do.
3: There is a shelf life on work, and that's that's a really unfortunate. Well, there's also thing.
1: a seasonal question: what's yeah. the story at a particular time Absolutely. of the year? And this yeah, one was Trying to predict the future. Oh, this yeah. was this was complicated because it's going towards Christmas too. Yeah. Mm. And the strange yeah. things happen in a city in, as we head towards Christmas. Oh yeah. And look. Yeah. Who could predict it at the moment anyway, given what COVID's exactly. done to all of the things Everything that we would consider so normal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That question about what, what this time of year is. And to put a play that's on the on the face of it about death and dying in the funeral industry, mm. which is not it's not what it's really about no. at all. But to put that, which is the marketing layer of it. Yes. You know, when people say what's the play about? It's, it's the hundred word version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be about those yeah, things. That's the sort of pitch. thing. But you've got yeah. to put the word d- "dying" in there somewhere, because <laughs> um, we'll yeah. you'd be lying if you it's if it weren't. Yeah. But uh, how will that idea, that word, play at the end of the year? I so, remember mm. when we put it down on paper, and I was like, "You're like, really? That's the end of the year?" I was like, "Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. we'll, It'll it. be, <laughs> fine. <laughs> we'll yeah.
1: It'll be fine. We'll be fine. I did try to get you that Go Christmas
3: on. panto I've been writing but this wasn't it."
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: look, and it's also been a really interesting question because there have been a lot of surveys of the audience in the last year to 18 months. You know, when we come back, what do you want to see? Mm. What sort of things do you want to be seeing? And it's that funny thing. You know the way you fill out a survey? You don't necessarily know what the actual truth is of what you want. Mm-mm. You're given, like, those five choices, you know. Yeah. And you, che- yeah. you check one, but it's not really. And so we got all this feedback from one of the companies saying that people wanted to see comedies. Uh-huh. They just wanted something light that was yeah. laugh, and I was like, mm. oh, "I think that's wrong." Yeah, which is a big limb to go out on. Mm. But you kind of go, "I think, I think people want to be swept away. Mm. They want something to be theatrical that they couldn't see at home on a mm-hmm. screen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they
1: also want stuff that matters. Mm. Definitely, because we've watched a lot of junky Netflix oh, for a been, while. Yeah, we've over yeah. there yeah. distraction We're stuff, smart. not thinking about yeah, it. That's we know right. how to do that. Yeah, but if you're going to go out at the moment and you're going to spend your money. <laughs> And everybody's still worried about that, you mm. know, work wise. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people that have actually quite invisibly suffered quite a lot of financial mm. loss in the last yeah. in the last eighteen months. Yeah. Mm. Mm. They're being really careful, and they want to know that when they go, that they're going to get something of substance. They get something that matters. They don't want it to be an out and out tragedy. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, no they want to be moved.
1: But, you want to laugh, but, you'll but feel you also something. want it to matter. Yeah, yeah. Deeper, uh, deeper. And they deeper. want Definitely. it, and they want it to be a theatre piece. That word theatrical, not a lot a lot of people could tell you what theatrical is, what it means to them, but they want mm. something that they can't see on a screen. And yeah. that's and that's that funny thing of people doing impossible things in front of them. Mm. Right mm. in the room with them. And they that's do. I mean,
4: and that's you know, with the revolve and and the curtains, and you know, <laughs> so and, many and quick changes. Beautiful, you know, Yanni and, so many, Matt backstage. Yeah. and I of the I've had so many people say we loved seeing all of the those you know, mechanics the, yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm. They really did enjoy that. It yeah. felt exciting.
1: And oh, yeah, there are there's a couple of rows. <laughs> Up the theatre where you can actually see, see. backstage oh really yeah. and I was really worried about it
2: yeah. oh okay I, yeah. well not
1: back backstage into the upstage area of the circle yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah So, but there's a bit of backstage action going oh, okay. on in there yeah, and I was really definitely. worried about it being distracting but actually people have been sitting there saying it was so cool to see all of that stuff yeah. and I'm like oh okay yeah. good uh-huh. good yeah that's yeah. what you want that's yeah. what I want yeah, yeah. yeah but, yeah. This, yeah.
4: but yeah. I so
2: agree people want to be people want to be moved they want to feel something so different to what they feel on a day to day basis yeah. and that this play delivers that. Yeah. It really does. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's funny. And it's
3: funnier than I thought it would be. Oh, that's it's, the thing, like yeah. as soon as it sits as, when it's in front of an audience and I'm like And it's probably because I've just been sitting with the same jokes for three or four years. Yeah. And, and I'm I, like, I oh, am yeah, and, and I don't like, do
1: comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think things are funny. <laughs> and and we'll find the heartbreak in any good joke. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I think yeah. we're both very good at that. We both <laughs> we both look for darkness, but 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 you do and you always pass that kind of threshold in rehearsals too where you sit around and you go like Yeah is you totally this funny? forget. Particularly for me because I spend so much of my time on stage talking to an audience and when you're in a mm. rehearsal room just kind of talking to the wall. Looking or at Lee's heard, slightly distracted yeah. Things,
1: yeah.
0: she's just looking cool. at the back going, Jen, what are you doing? Everyone yeah. else is trying to do everyone else is <laughs> trying <laughs> <laughs> to do
3: their job. Everyone's <laughs> at laptops and you know Julian Julian Star is over at the keyboard or, <laughs> <With> <laughs> the the hands on, yeah, or like um, hearing depends, whatever he needs to hear and I'm just like oh man I'm what am I doing? And then <laughs> and then we all put this in front of an audience. We have we have I mean, Jeanette Cronin is like the funniest. She's just so good. Oh and just God. seeing <laughs> seeing everybody land their land their moments in front of an audience, I'm like, Oh, this is just great. Yeah. Like, this is and surprising. then you
1: have to remember not to eat the popcorn.
2: Yeah, I eat a lot of popcorn. Has it been happened. in the show report? He's been eating too much popcorn. No, I um, can
1: see him standing on stage eating popcorn. I'm like, what are you doing? Eating the popcorn? Mm. Yeah, I said, pretend to eat the. We popcorn. We don't have a
3: popcorn budget on this show. <laughs> Clearly, but, uh, no. I've been bringing my own. Why, yeah, you should <laughs> go out and buy your own. It's the magic of theatre. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just write things. Mentos to is eat. great. Oh yeah, yeah you've They're been in eating. Budget. Yeah,
1: you've got I a couple of a couple don't you? Yeah, yeah, and a biscuit. And a biscuit. There we go. That's all I get. That's
2: well.
4: That's yeah. the, they're good biscuits.
2: They're though. good biscuits. Yeah, aren't it to the best?
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, good, fancy big, ones. Fancy ones. The fancy ones. And it is
3: that. It is that detail that sits in the world too. Like for anyone who has sat in a funeral home and has seen like the complimentary like bowl of mince on mm. the table, which is what most funeral directors Def, yeah. will survive on. The yeah.
4: ferns on the plants. Yeah. Yes, the, ferns the ferns, on, the ferns. the ferns ferns on the ferns tasteful.
3: On the, the tasteful ferns and. <laughs> It, it, and the parquetry floor and all those things that Renee has done, like, just oh, yeah. a gorgeous job of bringing to life. It's yeah. just, it's so recognisable, but it's not at the same time. Yeah. And it's,
2: yeah. But just going back to what you said about, I mean, bringing Jeanette in, but also the other, others in this cast, is that the relationships are so, like, they're, they're knitted with such depth. It's really nice. At, like, f- what Steve and Deb go through and what they form is like a yeah. really lovely thing for the audience, you know. That Deb isn't someone who looks at the the funeral industry like she finds the light in it, yeah. which is what I think what helps Steve get through mm-hmm. through it as well.
4: And um, you two have such a lovely connection.
2: Yeah, it's, no, it's lovely. I think really it's one lovely. of the
4: great relationships it on the
1: yeah, It is, yeah, it is. It's Steve the core relationship. Sorry, Claire. I mean, I know it should have been a bit, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's but, fine. but they, I'm they in each, my own play. It's fine. Yeah, cool.
3: <laughs> but they, well, they, that's what I was talking about before yeah. of going, there are three different yeah. plays working at the same time here. Yeah. Um, no, it
1: was actually, I only realized, you know, I'm a bit slow. We were <laughs> at the subscriber briefing <laughs> mm-hmm. at the beginning of our tech week where you oh, actually yeah. it described to the audience your very different play where you're like, no, well, it's. I don't have this sad play at all. I'm planning a wedding and I'm like oh yeah right yeah Yeah, of course you've got this actually like bright shiny thing that happens until like
4: until
1: the sort of yeah Yeah. I call her like
4: a planet circling the the, like the moon circling the earth
1: the
3: two of you have one of my favourite moments in the play which is don't tell them no but there is there is a moment that happens where an audience think
4: Oh god, they, yeah. They that change that every perspective. night. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: really hard doing that. Is
3: Steven, Claire, tell, is he Steve left? and Claire in the play are on two very different paths, and there is one moment where the paths intersect. Yeah. And the audience thinks they know everything they know mm-hmm. about Steve. And then you can you can see them shift.
4: You can feel I can feel it. I, yeah, can, yeah, feel yeah. It. I yeah. can I walk on to this. Iciness, and then I, I was like, no, really? It's like, and it, it totally took me. It'd by be surprise hard having 350
2: night. people on my side <laughs> yeah. as you walk into a room. Yes. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and, and then Steve's.
4: I feel player, the so. shift in this, like, kind of. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's spooky. It's interesting, but it's though, cool. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it feels kind of now I'm enjoying it because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, really? Is that what you think? And well, I'll just listen to this. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And
3: that's it. We can cut that if that's a spoiler. But <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I, I think, think
1: it's I look, I don't think this is a spoiler space. I think the conversations like these are really just about letting people into the fact that it's not, there's mm-hmm. nothing colored was it colored by numbers about yeah. a new work? No. Yeah. Yeah. This is like this is yeah. kind of like a little bit of a debrief after yeah. mm-hmm. after opening and the play is, about it, where everybody's at. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and there was a there was a note in the script as well, just going on that train of thought. Originally there was a note in it that was very clear that nobody is the villain of the story because there are there so are true. some because there are some there are some moments that in some directors hands could be played as such but we spent a lot of time in the rehearsal room to really humanize each of the experiences yeah, on no, stage. Yeah, it's so true. Which is what I'm really grateful for is being able to see because everyone who's coming to see it will recognize each of these people and some of them mm. if they're self-aware enough will identify with a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has a very clear experience of what it's like to manage a workplace or to be in a workplace. With these characters and different and how they different perspectives, <laughs> um, so it's a it's a very it's a very relatable work and it's something that's something that I'm very proud of because of the hands that have been on it and have helped to humanise each of these people, which is something that I can't do alone. Like it's it's been a real joy to kind of hand over to a smaller community of artists that are all exceptional.
1: And next time it'll be a panto, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Next time, yeah. with, with, with just boots. a couch, maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. in
3: drag. There'll will be some kind of like pop yeah. song parody. We'll do Gangnam style. That's still that's yeah. still
4: in. Is that it still in? We on? can okay, do good. It instead of waltzing next time. Oh yeah. We'll Perfect. do some. Oh, we'll, yeah. do some happy well, I actually have to say <laughs> one of
1: the funniest things for me in having the playwright have to step into his own play is like he wrote all these really great ideas. <laughs> yeah. Like there was this whole like scene in French, I was like, oh, and shit. then it's like he's <laughs> like he's knitting, and he's supposed yeah. to be doing all, that and then he's waltzing. I'm like, you can do these things, right? And he's like. I'm learning. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hell. so he's not speaking French. No, no, I cut
2: that. <laughs> cut well, you say I also want that power. French word.
1: He says a couple, couple of words. A couple of words. Uh, yeah, couple. I say
3: bonjour. Bonjour. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and even just, even just saying that has probably offended every Bolivar French-speaking is... person. Yeah. 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 It's a lot it of like Google Translate. But it is thing
1: of the difference between writing a play and making a play and then acting in a play and, as well. Yeah, yeah, the... And I think there's going to be a lov- uh, another lovely podcast about a year from now with you and me talking mm-hmm. about you know yeah. how you are
3: now <laughs> yeah absolutely i think i think the the joy of it it was a it was a specific decision and i mean it, it it's not something that i will do again but the reason that i wanted to do it this time and and the reason that i've been attached to it from the beginning is is essentially to fill the role of a funeral director which is to be present and to show people because it does go into some dark corners and to mm. to demonstrate to an audience that i am okay which means that you will be okay and that's it's It's my way of demonstrating care for the people that I know will come to this and be confronted by some of the things because Mm. there are some big things and everybody's carrying their own weight into the theatre and and it's just because of seeing me there and being able to show me as kind of a a proof of perseverance or self-care that they can come out a little bit lighter from what they're carrying, which which so far seems to have worked.
4: I think so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But next time someone else can do it. <laughs> like you just <laughs> tell oh, people they you may.
4: still stand in,
3: yeah, I'm fine i well, a Taco
1: Bell. <laughs> no, uh, well, you've got a show to do tonight. I yes. don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. thank you, Steve, and thank you, Sophie, and thank you, Mitchell, for this conversation. Thank you. And I don't know when this one's going to be released. I'm looking over at Cinnamon right now. She's like, oh, no I don't know. It'll clue. be it. we'll put it in the Queensland Theatre archives of, of podcasts. And I hope if you've stumbled across this in, the, in a late night, uh, you've enjoyed the conversation between three very fine artists about yeah. the work that they've just made that's sitting on our stage thrilling audiences for the end of 2021. Mm. Uh, we have a new season next year, 2022, and if you're listening now, you are more than more than welcome to go online and book some tickets to next year's fabulous plays. Do it. No. Uh, but at the moment, there's a gorgeous one on stage in the Bill Brown Theatre, and we'd love to see you there. Thanks very much.
2: Great. Hooray. That was some quality time. There you go. Oh. Quality time. <laughs>
0: so much for listening to Quality Time Please rate and review it and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at QLD Theatre You can visit our website queenslandtheatre.com.au to sign up to our e-news and learn more about the stories we'll be sharing next. We can't wait to see you at the theatre again soon Bye!
3: Now let me tell you about lizard people Hey mum
4: and dad Um, Thanks thanks to everyone listening, especially my mum and dad
3: (laughs) thank you to that girl on Instagram that eats only bananas
2: <laughs> yeah you. I'll refrain from
1: <laughs> singing Twinkle
2: Twinkle Little Star it's
1: <laughs> changed your, Who's that? Change your